doubt, no doubt. Get it going. So, Law, is the sky falling or what? Man, that's what they feel. That's what they think. <laughs> the sky is falling. God. Nah. Ups and downs of the season. Man, they don't believe that, man. They just. Cowboy <laughs> Nation is a weird one. Try to give as many analogies as I as I can about the game James. Like, let me ask you this, big big game James about if a strong man coming knocking at your door, banging at your door, he eventually break in. Are you gonna take care of business or you gonna run? Gonna take care of business. Don't fight. your house. Don't fight. You don't care how big he is. He can be shot. Some well, of these cowboys, tripping, man. Yeah. I don't know why. They, they go running, man. They go running. I don't running. know why everybody's tripping, though. Right. It's not like they're with 6,604 or they're, you know, last place. I mean, they're still right there in the thick of everything. So, I don't pay no these people, man. They throw one bad pass. Oh, man, Kellamore sucks. Defense get the offense, their offense gets a first down. I told you, Dan can't wait. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. I mean, they critique that's every single little play. Like, let it go. That's what I want. That's why I like. Me and Big Game J, we out somewhere. Somebody trying to jump us. I know for sure it's going to be me and Big Game J still there. You know what I'm saying? Boss, you there too, right? Man, the uh, who started it, man. It, it depends on who started uh, it, man. Uh, <laughs> I like that realness. That's real. The big old started, man. I'm grown. I ain't got time oh, to fight oh, anybody. Stupid. I went, I went uh, man. Like, he said, okay, he said, all right. Now, who started it again? Yeah, who started <laughs> this thing? Nah, Jay, you need to chill out. You was wrong. Yeah, man. At least that's what my mouth say. You know, when it comes down, I'll be right there. You are. But you there. Okay. <laughs> he said, I'll be there in spirit. Nah, I'll be there, man. Trust me. Boys, no. Where I'm from. Okay. Trust me. I thought you were going to say, man, ain't it? The cow would tell the story how the brave man died. Man, you know, the heat. I'm so excited to talk to you, boys, man, because he. Boys don't know, we literally don't talk into the show. Everything is truly fresh. Fresh. <laughs> fresh. Yeah, super fresh. Fresh off the ladder. What's your favorite dish, man? Coming around the corner. The dress. The dressing. Oh yeah. Where I'm from, that dressing What's is everything. Food, What's up? What's your favorite dish, man? What you like? What's your Ooh, Thanksgiving dressing? Get dressing is good. I mean, but uh, damn, so many things. Like good ham. What's a ham? Happy Lady. Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Man. 
He mixed Nike with designer. <laughs> what's up, man? Everybody acting like I mean, what's up? Did we win or lose? What's good? All right, all right. Oh, we know, definitely man. lost. Oh yeah, we, we definitely lost. lost. We, hey, we we holding the hell. <laughs> yeah, we definitely lost. Yeah. So yeah. I want to get everybody thoughts. We go start with you again, big. That's listen. We end with law. We start with you. That's how I go. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um disappointing uh i thought we was gonna win this game i thought the raiders game would be the uneven game i thought cowboys would come in here and uh show you know their medal um a lot of people were talking about oh man y'all was see now y'all y'all shouldn't hate on amari cooper and uh, was nobody ever hating on amari cooper but you still have weapons and you felt like you could you still had a good chance to beat these guys uh but it was a disappointment for the offense uh two of the last three weeks it has not looked good Running game has been bad, only averaging about 88 yards a game, 3.8 yards a carry. Not really. Only had in the last four games only one yard, one game as a team over 100 yards. Um, that's uh, rearing his ugly head right now. And then Dak Prescott has been off the you know last two or three last weeks. And when you combine that with uh, your top guys going out, that's a recipe for not winning. But uh, Cowboys just got to do better, folks. You know what I'm saying? Dak Dak didn't play good, but Receivers were dropping balls. Um, Got to clean it up. But I don't. This the sky is not falling. I mean, what I I didn't think that the, I thought the Cowboys were going to lose at least four to five games anyway. For real, in my opinion, there was seventeen games. I thought they was going to at least lose four or five. So I'm not tripping. And these are AFC games. I rather them AFC games than NFC games. So uh, be all right. Cowboys, just get together and let's see what happens uh, this Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. Um, the Cowboys, man, just, you know, one up to uh, Kansas City, man. And, you know, just overall offensively uh, was flat and didn't execute well. I thought the defense did their part in holding the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, under 25 points. Um, you know, here's the thing, man. We got five consecutive stops at a point in that game, and we came away with only three points. And you're not going to do that against any good caliber team, especially in their home stadium. So I think that offensively, we got to be able to bite down and impose our will. And I haven't seen that the past two out of three games with Denver first and then now with the Kansas City Chiefs when we were challenged with a team that played physical, that rushed the passer, and that could cover tight. And I want to see the Cowboys prove themselves and win a tough game against somebody that doesn't lay down and somebody that challenges them. So 
you know, the good news is this. Um, hey, we're a little bit past the halfway point. We got a lot of a more football to play, and the Cowboys can prove themselves in the coming weeks with some of the games coming up. No doubt, no doubt. Well, when I look into this uh, this loss that, that we had uh, this past week, uh, weekend, you guys get what I'm saying when I say that? I need some healing. And, uh, and and this is what's going on with the Cowboys. They they definitely need that because we had a slew of injuries. And I'm not trying to say that the injuries were the issue of the reason why we lost. But clearly you can see that primarily Dak Prescott didn't have time to set through his throw, step up through his throws. And, and the receivers couldn't get separation. The only person that caught something was uh, Amari Cooper from the uh, COVID. So everybody else couldn't catch anything. And uh, this is the thing is with this particular team. It seems as if though, they're trying to figure out this offensive line, the offensive line with the end, with the uncertainty of Connor Williams, but then they insert Connor McGovern. And of course we've seen the fight between Lyle Collins at right tackle. Should he play right tackle? Should he not play right tackle? And then we see the Terrence Steele who looked like he was sitting still as the defender ran by him. So they're going to have to fix that out. Hopefully Tyron Smith plays this, this, this uh, Thursday, which they said that he will, and we won't see those hiccups. Uh, there's a stat line out there for Dak Prescott that he throws with the completion percentage of 73% when uh, Tyron Smith is out there juxtaposed to uh, 65 to 68% when he's not. So, uh, I, th- I just think that this game right here heading into week 12 should be a bounce back in a, in a comeback game for for not just Dak Prescott, but for everyone. Well, I do have to say it's very obvious who the game changer is. <laughs> Come on now. I don't feel like playing with none of y'all today. No. I don't feel like it. And no. I'm just going to be honest. Y'all oh, making me sick God. already. Because no. I'm telling you, Amari Cooper is the game changer. It's time to admit it and stop playing, bro. No. This is easy. It, uh, I, I can oh. easily say that. <laughs> Um, he went out in the first half, and I can also easily say Dak was not throwing a good ball. He was overthrowing guys. He underthrew C.D. Lamb on that touchdown, and he went out right. If he oh, if he threw it over top of him, he would have it would have been a touchdown. That was great coverage. But he had to throw it over him. He underthrew him. So um, I get what you're saying. It was a big it was a big loss not having Amari Cooper there. But game changer, no missing him as a number one receiver, yes. And that's I like he, to retract my statement, man, from oh, last week. Wait, <laughs> wow, wait, what are you retracting, Law? Don't be prisoner of the moment, but man, I'm telling you, man. Um, I just think that they played the Cowboys straight up. You know, there was no coverage being rolled. Of course, I just they think were rolling that, coverage on CD in that first half. In the first half, yes, and, they, and, were. And they what were. What did he do? What did he do with that? Ooh, I mean, what he got one catch. Early in the 14 game, yards. We got it was collective with like yeah. fourteen yards. I know he got knocked out of the game. So right? we, so we're saying that if would all the way been different because he'd have changed that game. Yes, exactly what, what we said. What I'm saying is, I'm what saying I'm saying that. here. Hold on, I am hold not on, saying hold on, that though because Dak was not throwing the ball great. So you can't be a game changer when your quarterback don't play great in that game. Let's see. I already checked it out. No, no, big. We're not doing that today. We're not doing that. No, see, we're not doing that, OC. We're not doing this blame stuff today, bro. We're not we, we, doing we that. Because it was. 
about four oh. bad throws from Dak. But Dak, right. for the most part, put it on the money. Like, yes, on the interception, it was almost just like Anthony oh, Brown's Anthony interception inside, against yeah. Philly where he threw it inside on that fade route versus outside. Bad throw. He missed the throw to Gallup. Bad throw, right? And then it was the interception at the end. That's it. Y'all need to stop it now. Y'all need to stop it. Let me explain because, see, I'm, no, I'm explaining why Cooper is, is the game Don't do changer. Okay, I'm going to tell ahead. you why. It doesn't because matter. Because Cooper opens it up for everybody, right? Because just with Cooper, just period, just with him playing, that means you automatically going to have CeeDee Lamb versus the third or second team corners, which makes a exponential difference. And that game, they was longer, bigger corners who was doing good at contesting those 50-50 balls. You needed a true route runner that game. They wasn't present. That's why I have to steal your button and give the game changer to CeeDee Lamb. Hey, I love being a cowboy. You I mean, Cooper. I meant Cooper. Let's have some fun. I'm stealing buttons today. Let's kick it. I'm stealing buttons. Yeah, that's what he did. No, you dropped it, baby. That's what he did. You know I'm rounded, man. You know I'm rounded. Yeah. You Cedric Wilson it, man. Ooh, did the drops get on me? Did the drops get on me? Man, you dropped it, man. It's back in Big Game James favor now. I said, oh boy, finna dunk it. He finna go. Hey, 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 Big Game James. You know when you know when you first dunk in the ball, anybody can one hand dunk it. But 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 he came with the two hands, big game, Jay. He had a two hand. He tried to do it with the two hands that he gave. And the realm rejected him. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Did I get rejected? Did I say no, we not gonna no we this is what we not gonna do long. We not up. gonna let a slip misinterpret exactly what I was saying. The whole the truth, soliloquy the was the fact you that you tried to lie, boss, and the truth came out. Whoa! So we understand what the real truth is here. That CD Lab is the freaking game. Man, y'all boys. No shade, no shade on Dak Prescott. I'm sick of this. Listen, this team goes as Dak Prescott goes. Dak had a below average completion percentage in this football game. He did not play well. Juxtaposed to that, Kellen Moore, I think, struggled versus a veteran play caller on the defensive side of the ball in Spagnolia. And we've seen this happen versus the Denver Broncos when he had an old Riley veteran, tough-nosed defensive coach, and he struggled to get them into some right plays and, and to capitalize on some matchups that he could have taken advantage of, especially with the eight- and nine-man pressure in the box. So what I like to see is improvement and better game preparation and better second half adjustments which we did not get in the Denver game nor did we get in this game when we were down in the football game that's what we need to see this coming week okay can I interject with this right quick just in and boss cowboy yeah. this is me speaking glowingly of CD lamb but actually mm -hmm. here here's the situation should he played inside the slot and kick Michael Gallup on the outside primarily? Because I think that the mismatch would have been there. You would have got him the ball comfortable with shorter area and to work with, even though they load in the box with eight and nine man fronts. 
would, would that have been a better outcome? And of course, I think that Michael Gallup can live on the outside. And I think that the moment was just too big for Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. Normally, those boys get off after C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper make a few flash plays, right? So could that be a situation where is in this type of game plan against uh, Spags' defense, they could have just inserted Lamb inside for this particular game, let him work the middle, uh, let him work in some of those short area and uh, short intermediate routes so that he can get comfortable and then work him on the outside. Do you guys feel like uh, that could have been a solution there? Or even run the ball for crying out loud. But, but, but what, what you got on that big game, James, in the OC? Um, go ahead, Big. You want me to go first? Is Mike, your mic off. Your mic off, Big. I got you. So, look, I mean, here's the deal. When you motion CD Lamb, you eliminate the opportunity to press coverage him and you minimize bracket coverage because you can run him underneath with quick out routes, okay? And they ran a couple quick out routes or one routes, right? You also can hit him on some hitches and some curl routes. So, you minimize that deep two, that deep uh, cover two shell when you motion him, okay? Number one. Number two, if you line them up in trips, and we ran this too, we ran like trips left formation a couple different times, you can run off the defensive backs and run underneath with C.D. Lamb or Michael Gallup. We did not do that. We also did not go to the screen game. These guys were aggressive with with Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthew coming down in the box to cover Schultz, right? We could have banged him up with leaking out a couple offensive linemen because he was up there right by the line of scrimmage. His knee was not 100% healthy and worked the screen game left and right. So there were several things that we could have done in this football game from a play calling perspective based on formation and alignment to take advantage of them, which we didn't do. Yeah, man, but hey, Big, come out and come back again. That usually fix everything. I don't know why, but that always works. But they, yeah. the OC, they try to work uh, Schultz on that wheel route, and then the honey badger was on him like a cheap suit. Yeah, he was. Hey, hey, look, he even did the finger wave on it. Yeah, he did, bro. He gave. The, yeah, I saw that law. I saw that. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna just say this also. I feel like the offense, all of them, let us down. All right. I think the whole offense let us down. Also, starting with Kellen yep. Moore. I, I'm, I'm, I got you, Big. You back. <sighs> Kellen Moore, starting with him. I think it started with him being too pass happy. Like, they tried to cover him. They did. They tried to cover him and say that they had an idea. that, And they said that Kansas City took it away. No, he abandoned it. He was yep. very pass happy at the very beginning of this game, and it didn't make sense to attack Kansas City that way. It didn't. So, and it didn't make sense for a lot of reasons. Number one, one of the main reasons it didn't make sense is because what Law said, in my opinion, Law said something key. Law said that we was playing what? Musical what? Chairs. With the offensive line. When you have an offensive line that you're playing musical chairs with, one of the best ways to get their confidence up is to run the ball. Yep. One of the best Man. ways to get get rid of the pregame jitters and all that kind of stuff. You got new McGovern, you got new steel at left tackle, and you have Lay still trying to get itself in playing shape. 
all three happened at the same time. That's exactly what Law said. And we came out and said, we want you guys on an island. So, so from that, I think it put us out of rhythm. I think it had us starting with low confidence and we was playing right into Kansas City's hand. And now you got those guys trying to hear us in a crowd, right? Silent snap count. Like everything was against them. And it started to me with play calling. I think that's the first person to look at. And this is the good news though, everybody, in my opinion, I want to get y'all thoughts on this. From the sound of it, Mike McCarthy is gonna obviously reel him back in. I keep hearing that. They not throwing him under the bus, but they are alluding that we should have st stuck to a more run attack against Kansas City, especially. Yeah, I think- So what kind of- Go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say, so I see what you're saying about abandoning the run game. Uh, but once again, man, you had a lot of drops in that game. I know yeah. you abandoned the run game, True. but if you have those don't have those drops, man, we're right there in <clears throat> their territory. And these are big drops. These aren't drops on first down. These are drops on third down. And these are money plays that you're dropping on. Cedric Wilson had two big drops, the one over the middle. Gallup had the one drop. I know it was tough because he right when he caught it, guy hit, dropped it. I mean, but those guys, guys got to make those plays. And like I said, those drops were in critical spots when the Cowboys needed them the most. I think where Kellen Moore frustrated me was where he got kind of predictable with that first down run. I, I kind of didn't like that. I, I did want him to kind of go out the pass and get Tony Pollard involved more. That's what frustrated with me was they kept on saying <laughs> Not only Pollard being a play receiver and playing receiver when guys were out, when they were nursing injuries, they were throwing Tony Pollard in there. I think that was an mm -hmm. opportune time to get him out in that slot receiver or some kind of form because if you ain't getting able to run the ball, then you got to get him in the ball because it looked like whenever he got the ball, he was able to have the juice and uh, to make some plays. And I think they should have did that more as well. Mm. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Jaron Reed was a uh, off-season acquisition for the Chiefs and I, when they did that I was like yeah they're reinforcing the interior and right. Christopher Jones y'all all y'all all know his name oh, uh, he was just moving that, everything out the way and for some strange reason did you guys watch the tape multiple times that we were running into the teeth of the defense and I get it you know this, this was actually Tyler Biotta's best game but on paper on paper that's good and all as far as his stat stat wise but you just can't go run into the teeth of the defense like that you got to bounce to the outside you got to draw up some plays that can get these guys on the edge there and that's why when you look at tony pollard he was averaging 7.1 yards per carry and of course ezekiel elliott who got banged up in that game i think it was right at three in 3.6 per carry or per rush or what have you and i just look at it like this the running game is a patience man game uh, I was doing the play-by-play, -play and I had to call in. And Coach Marv, he, he said, look, the Cowboys are doing a good job, pretty much. They're doing a good job, but they just got to slow it down. Sometimes when you're on the offense side of the ball, you may look at it and say, man, I want to get these 15, these 20-yard plays. But what, what all you actually need is four. You just need four yards. You, sometimes you need three. Sometimes you got to be stubborn enough, even if, even if it's first down, 
and you only get two yards. Run that sucker again on second down, you know. Well, I Patience. say this. Go ahead, OC. No, I won't buy the same thing, boss. You go ahead. Well, I, somebody, was it you big? What? Okay. Well, I say this. If our offense was on, we win that game, bro. Because defense, who man. Michael, Michael Parsons. Don't even say defense. Ooh. Just say Michael Parsons. I got to say defense, bro. I feel you, but say Michael Parsons, dog. Yeah. He was our defense that game. He was Ooh. RD. That was LT-ish. Little bitish. Yeah. I don't care. I keep on saying it. I'm going to say it to the cows cry. I know we ain't supposed to do the comparisons or nothing like that, but that was my all-time favorite player, dog. When I watched, I watched a lot of football, and it's just me. I ain't saying it for nobody else. Did we talk about game changers? That's the true game changer right there. That's the cr- true game changer because he kept our defense in it. He was in, and, and, and he brings, fellas, he just brings everybody's else, everybody's element of their game up. When he starts getting on fire, that defense just starts getting on fire and just starts playing crazy. So, you just this Michael Parsons, man, and I think the thing I keep thinking about, <clears throat> you know, and he was in that Denver game. He's playing linebacker. I think he had like ten tackles. That's when he had those two and a half sacks. So he's nasty at linebacker too, man. But when they get Gregory back, when they get Lawrence back, that's go. That's gonna be a, a good problem to have because I really want to see him on staying on that edge, dog. They blitzed him like about sixty-two times already. He's leading the team in pressures. I mean, you see him leading his sacks. Duke can get about 12 sacks this year. Mm. Maybe 13. Mm. Well, hey, I love being a cowboy. You- big, big, big game changer. Game changer. Let's have a good time, man. Let's kick it. Well, Big, I'm, I'm better, Big. So I ain't going to leave. Big, I got your back. So I'm going to say something. Barring injury, are off the field bad decisions. Let me say it again. Barring injury, are off the field bad decisions. Michael Parsons, knocking on wood. He will end up being an all-time great. That's mm. the kind of that we're looking. At. I'm telling you. You heard it here first. That's the caliber of player you're looking at. And I'll do you one better, Big. He's not a 12 sack guy. He's a 15, 16 sack guy. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. Basic, you see what I'm saying? I, if you yeah, rush him on the Now, here's the thing that makes him LT-ish. Because LT did play linebacker younger in his career. So they played him off the ball and in coverage in some situations younger in his career. Now, as he matured, they just primarily used him as a defensive end as he aged and he gained a little bit of weight. But I'm telling you. Micah Parsons has more range than LT ever had going side to side. And here's the thing. Micah Parsons don't even really have any pass rush moves right now. He's trying to work in the spin. Mostly what he does is an up the field speed rush, a hand slap with a slight dip. It's not even a good dip. It's not even good technically, but he's so athletic and so ferocious and tenacious. He's still making plays like a wild animal. I love it. Love it. Hey, I'm a, now I'm gonna say this. Uh, with Micah being, I'm gonna have to say he he got some pass rush push, pass rush moves in my opinion. Dog, that Kansas City game, dog, that them hands, 
And that rip under move, dog, he already – I wasn't seeing, like, I don't see guys coming in doing that and his hands stay active. Like, he knows how them, to have them offensive linemen don't be touching him. Like, he's active with his hands. Like, he knows so many things at a young age. He's smart. He plays smart. He doesn't get dumb penalties on the field. Like, that is the type of dude that is just, like, totally different. And, dog, y'all, um, I remember, you know, we love DeMarcus Ware and those guys. But, dog, the way he changes the whole game plan, especially when you can put him near the line of scrimmage, man, I'm just like, I can't wait till we get these other guys back. But I want to say this one thing that hurts us is Jabril Cox is now keeps popping in my head, popping in my head, because I talked about Keanu Neal today. And I just feel like he's been a disappointment. And it hurts because mm. you when you want to rush a Michael Parsons, right? When you already got D-Law down and you already got a Randy Gregory down, and you're like, you already know you got to rush Michael. He got to get it after that rusher because Armstrong and Abashman, you ain't got confidence in those guys. They're going to get back every time, but you know Micah is. But when you got them linebackers like Neil and LV being so-so, but Neil especially, this is the guy you brought over who you knew, he is still getting cooked in coverage. I think he's like 16 or 15 and pass completions on him. He's not making any kind of impact plays. And it really hurts because that loses your effectiveness on the defense. And, and Micah's going to get tired. Somebody else got to step up. And Neil is a person, in my opinion, he's got to step up in the second half of the season big time. Yeah, it's a big situation for Neil to really step it up. But speaking of Parsons, man, he can go either way. It's like if you go get a, another one tech, a real true one tech, I'm talking about a real good one, and maybe match it up with another inside linebacker or something like that, you – legitimately got Ray Lewis out there or if you want to keep keep him close to the LOS and you play a different style of defense you got a D-Ware slash Von Miller type of guy you know so he can his career can go either way and and that's just what he brings to the table now I know I see a lot of people saying LT but LT is LT right and I think that he can get those type of things change the game change the flow of everything but I just hope the Cowboys do the right thing and, and figure this out. I know people waiting on Big Bo to step it up or somebody else to step it up as far as that one tech. But can you imagine if we had a Chris Jones type in the interior? I like what Osa is Vita doing. Vea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Vita Vea, somebody that can create pressure from the interior and let this kid fly. Oh, my goodness, oh, he, man. He, he definitely – if he was free like that, dog, like you were saying, O.C., He's he's getting those 12 to 15 sacks on a regular basis at that peak yeah. performance because he's only 22 years old. And what's you know what's so crazy to me about this, fellas? He didn't even play college ball the year before because of the COVID. He sat out. So the dude only played like two years, sat out one whole year, and then came in doing this. He ain't, he ain't even tapped it, dog. And like I said, he just raises our defense. That's why the defense stayed in this game. He was uh, creating pressure. I uh, bouncing off you, Law, when you're talking about Osa. Osa, nice, but it looks like he kind of tailed off a little bit. Yeah. But it just seems like Micah has gotten stronger and stronger as the year has gone. And you just heard him say, I hear all about this rookie wall. I want right. to get past that and see what's beyond it. That's who you want, dog. I mean, and one last thing about Micah Parsons, me and you talked about this boss, even before he played it down, even before training camp. I said when he made that picture, he really loves the Cowboys. How many times we hear players, I was a Cowboy fan growing up. <laughs> but this dude was a Cowboys fan. Like, it's real. So it's super, super personal to him, I believe. And he embraces this. And I think that's what you want when you're the Dak Prescott of the defense.
Hey, hey, people, a lot of people saying, what happened to Osa? You know that Ricky Wall you were talking about, Big Game James? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he hit that Ricky Wall. But but this guy right here. <laughs> hey, man, was that from the Ghostbusters? Oh, man, no, no. That, that's the lion right there, man. Ooh. That lion, he bust through that wall. You know, you know that's the lion. My bad, that's the wrong right button. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lion, dog. <laughs> Ooh, that lion growl, boy. And that was hey, right when I put that Penn State on that boy, man. All right, <laughs> listen. I got something to say about Mr. Michael Parsons. Talk to him. Right. Because it's a big thing for Boss Cowboy to actually say publicly that he drunk Kool-Aid. Listen, I do not drink Kool-Aid without first measuring. Okay. I hope y'all ready for some measured Kool-Aid. Here it come. Bar 24 said he better than the law. Uh, 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 wait a minute. He been better than D Law. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, one more. It's a big thing for Boss to actually say wait. that he drunk Kool-Aid. Listen, I do not drink Kool-Aid without give me a first minute. measuring. God dog. Do y'all think I'ma say D Law? Hold on, no, hold on, hold on. No, uh, only way I'm gonna say D Law is a little better is that rank game. He's good in that. He's great in that run game. He sets that edge. But if we're talking about all around player difference maker, yes, yes, two, yes. Two ain't no shade to no daggone D Law. He is the best player on that defense. Listen, this is what I want to say about Michael Parsons. To even say this, he better than D Law with a straight face is saying a lot. Because to have nine sacks as a part-time pass rush, I dare somebody go back and look at Tank as a rookie. Look at Tank as a second-year player. You didn't see the 12 years Tank was a top-paid defensive end. This is a part-time rookie doing what it took three-year Tank to do. So... This is a couple of things I take away from Michael Parsons. First of all, we got to go ahead and admit that what he's doing as a pass rusher is beyond epic. It's beyond epic. And I do understand the temptation for him playing linebacker. Some games is smart. Some games is, is extremely smart. Versus Minnesota, it's smart. But when we going against passing teams... My man need to get after the quarterback. I'm sorry. And then next year, go find another linebacker to plug holes. You will not find somebody that can get out the quarterbacks like this man. You won't. Hey, so listen, uh, real quick. Hey, if you guys like this content, do not forget to like uh, and subscribe uh, to Big Game James, Law Nation, and Boss Cowboy Sports. Like, share, and subscribe to content. Quick word on Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons is number three in the NFL, not amongst rookies, amongst all pass rushers in terms of pressure and sack percentage versus the amount of rushes of the quarterback he gets. Mm. The only two players in the NFL that are better than Michael Parsons this year are Miles Garrett 
and T.J. Watt. Miles Garrett leads the NFL with 13 sacks. T.J. Yes. Watt is second yeah. in the NFL yeah. with around nine or 10 sacks, all right? This, excuse me, 12 and a half sacks, I apologize. 12 and a half sacks this year. So Micah Parsons has nine sacks, putting him in the top seven of sack leaders this year in the NFL. Hey, big, big, this is a question for you. I didn't mean to cut you off, OC. All good. Okay, because I'm pretty sure you know this. My boy Big, he the stack king. So is Micah getting better pressure than Randy? He's leading the team in pressures overall. And I think Randy Gregory was right behind him. Then it was Osa. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Even when you watch Randy Gregory, we know about Randy Gregory, that damn Ben and phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, we know about Randy Gregory, so I ain't taking that. But, dog, I mean, I ain't even trying to. But, dog, even when you watch Randy, he, he get off that edge. But I don't know. I I don't know what it is, man. No, nah, you said it right, bro. You see, y'all seen a lot of football, right? Yes, I seen a lot of football. Y'all play football. Yes, that is different. What we're watching. Yes, it's, it's, it's different, different. dog. It, 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 it's different. That's why you want to just. It's 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 so hard for me to watch the defense sometimes, fellas, because I'm always want to see what he gonna do. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm you feel tell me, you, like yes. Big, I'm gonna tell you what you see. I'm gonna tell you the difference. You see a superior athletic, long, and a real sexy looking athlete, right? When you see Randy Gregory, a guy that can get there, and because of his athleticism, he's gonna get a lot of pressures and be in the mix in a lot of plays. The difference is when you watch Michael Parsons, you see a guy that closes hard to the quarterback. He gets faster the closest he gets to you. You would call that closing speed. So his closing speed to get there and the way he finishes his pass rush is at a more physical and faster level, man. And I think that's the difference in the sack total right there. Yeah, yeah. and I want to add yep, to that because yep. I, th I love when Big say that damn bend. <laughs> He got that damn band. <laughs> but it's one thing I add. It's the burst off that yes. bend that you see yes. with Micah. It's when Micah bend, you see a burst. And that burst is crazy. Like when he, man, when he turned that coin, it's when he, cool. When he see, it's like when he sees it. It's like once he sees you, he gets around there, it's over. Yeah, like OC just said, he eats up that space so quickly. And I, I remember the first time I watched the dude, everybody was, you know, people were talking about him. And remember, we, remember, boss, when we was doing the draft and everything. Yeah, and I hadn't even really watched him like that. Like I heard about him, I seen him briefly in the Ohio State game. I'm like, dog, why they keep talking about this dude? And then I just sat down and watched him in the Rutgers game. And dog, I seen a couple of them plays where the quarterback went to the outs and he just ran him down. And said, oh my God, get him, please. I don't care about coverage. I don't care about nothing. Figure it out with him. Ooh. That's one of those dudes where you don't figure care. What, I don't care if you ain't great in coverage. We just figure it mm. out. You just too damn good. We just figure it out. Mm. And that's what they're doing, dog. Like I said, they blitzed him like sixty-two times, and that's closest person I think is uh, Curse at twenty. Mm. He knows no. he's got a weapon. He knows he's got an animal, but he's got to get that help to keep him fresh too, because it's coming all on him. You feel me? Y'all feel me? Like it's coming all on him now to make them plays because those other guys aren't making those plays like he is. We need to get uh, D-Law and um, Gregory back, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that happens. We're feeling like Gregory is coming back in Saints. We're hoping that maybe D-Law can slide in there because that's going to make Micah even ugh, nastier. Yeah, but but let me ask y'all this, and 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 don't crucify me, Cowboy Nation. 
we we seen this storyline happen before, right? Player explosive happen have these good type of moments, and I want this to happen for him. Uh, but but now we ain't talking about contract year, right? Randy Gregory. So what do you do when the contract expired? Do you re-sign him? Do you say to yourself, okay, we're gonna see what you can do now that we give you money? Uh, we've seen that what happened with D Law. We gave him some money after he had two back-to-back seasons of 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 excellence. So we've seen that we let a guy go out of Robert Quinn because a lot of people thought that he was washed, right? But if you quietly go over there and look at Robert Quinn's stats now, you see that he's a double-digit sack guy. And he can probably get you probably 14 sacks by the end of this season before it's over with. So uh, let me know how you guys feel about that. Should we move on from Randy Gregory or should we find money somewhere under the couch and pay Randy Gregory? Or are we okay with uh, just trying to make this thing out and shape it out another way? Did you guys know that Robert Quinn got double-digit sacks, by the way? Yes, I did. He's top five in the league. Yep, top five for the Bears. Yep, yeah. got 10 sacks. Let's on, see how he does with, with Khalil Mack out being out, though. Yeah, man, I mean, when you talk about Randy Gregory, man, you talk about a guy who doesn't have a lot of tread on his tire. You talk about a guy that, you know, has, you know, calf foot type deal going on. Um, he doesn't scare me nearly as much as a guy that's had back issues, right? And so if it were me in hindsight being 2020, I know the market demanded that you pay D-Law a lot of money, but I think that you're more cautious with injuries like that. I think that this is a wait and see type situation because you got some young promising defensive linemen that have played pretty well. So what you do with a Randy Gregory, and you don't tell Randy Gregory this, but this is what you do. You make Randy Gregory prove it. You make him prove it. You make him prove it, Law. You make him come out here and have a fantastic rest of the year in playoff, and then you look at what you got and you evaluate the best way to spend money in this offseason. That's my opinion. I'm not all in on Randy Gregory. I'm on a wait-and-see approach with him. So you're trying uh-huh. to say do do the D-Law plan where D-Law had to prove it, right? Yep. yep. Franchise make him. I say pay him. Pay him now. Yeah, that would be that would be risky, but that'd be cheap too, though, right? Yeah. Go ahead and pay I, I say, him. I, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why you should pay him now, because you still have leverage, Dallas. Go ahead and bet on bet on his upside. He's a older player with young tread, and the biggest thing that you said, OC, is why you should pay him. No surgeries. See, when you when you pay Tank, the reason why they put their franchise tag on him. Because if his injury history, you really don't have that with Randy. Randy is ready to go. Randy is already in his grown man body, and he didn't have to take a bunch of licks to get there. And because he missing a few games, he likely go come in team friendly. I don't think they should play no tag games with him at all. I think you should pay him. Pay him now. And at the expense of others. Shoot, you pay for pass rushes. I'm sorry, you got to you pay the man. I feel like, yeah, I, I, well, I'm gonna push back real quick. Not to cut you off, big. Has he done? Hold on, before up? you push back, you make sure you're ready, Cletus. Cletus, you make sure you ready for this because you said you want to push back. Well, let's see it. Let's see this push back that you say you got. Hey man, look, Roach Motel, you check in, but you won't check out. Listen, 
man has played less than 10 games, okay? Oh He's God. missed all of last year, oh right? God. He had flash in the pan with sacks the year previous. Oh and my humble and has not done enough to warrant a mega contract. Yes, oh, if he's God. very team friendly. Here's 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 my thing. If he's very team friendly, very team friendly, yeah, you sign him now, but you're not signing this man to no fifteen to seventeen million dollar contract, maybe twelve to thirteen million a year. Oh, if he'll that but my, but my contention is he 12? wants to get Tank Lawrence money. He wants to get mega dollars. He's looking at Tank Lawrence's contract and say, hey, man, I got more upside than him. I'm younger. Pay me like you pay Tank. And to me, that's a problem after less than 10 games, and this man is not to double-digit sacks right now. Well, you know what? We got Baby Nush Jones, so I ain't worried about none of that. You get what I'm saying? Because Baby Nush Jones don't play them games. One thing I'll give him some Baby Nuts Jones big time props is he know how to work that cap. And he ain't giving throwing out money for anybody. We should have seen how he played with Dak. So I don't even think he's going to come out there and just give no Randy Gregory no mega money. I feel like he made this tag because that's how Dallas works now. You're going to have to squeeze that money out of Steven Jones. And just because Randy has done this and that, like you have said, OC, he hasn't been on the field a lot. And. I would think Randy Gregory would look at it like maybe he doesn't get that. He Maybe he might be looking at a payday, but he also hasn't been with anybody else, and he's had those mental issues that have went on, right? He hasn't been with another organization. That's been a safe haven maybe from him from Dallas. So maybe you didn't want, don't want to step out and play with nobody else because maybe that's a different type of scene now. Uh, then you have your safe haven with Dallas. So maybe that plays into a part with the dealings of the contract as well. Um, so we'll see because remember, Cowboys hung on to uh, hung on to him this whole time. They'll probably be thinking, "We kept you this whole time, dog. We ain't just throwing that money out. You work with us too." Ooh, big game, James, but you got a problem though. You got mm. three guys that you got to do that to. You got Gallup, Schultz, and then you got Gregory. Who, you know, who, Gallup ain't come back. So, so Gallup, he's gone. I mean, and then Schultz, you go. You, I say, we had talked about this earlier. <clears throat> with a Blake Jarwin, if that uh, what's his name McKin what Kent McKinnon what's his name the kid from uh, Michigan or McKinnon if he, if yeah. he if he turn up a little bit and I think he's got some good pass question but he can show some blocking I, I love the Blake Jarwin thing but guess what Don shows us the better tight end and and Blake Jarwin got a, a contract that ain't big. So you're talking about a person that might get resigned. If you're going to resign the shows, they're going to probably have to deal uh, Jarwin because you ain't going to pay no Schultz and Jarwin money. You feel me? So, you know, I, I don't think nor Doran Armstrong Jr., what kind of contract is going to be? It's going to be low. LVE, low. You feel me? They're going to get low contracts. They're not going to get high-dollar contracts, none of them, except maybe Doran Schultz. So, so with that, are, do you think that the Jones family – will allow Randy to test the market and see what he can get before they do something or they just going to hit they, slap if him. they can tag him I think they will cuz who else would they be able who else would they tag I don't think they're going to slap the tag on anybody else I really don't Oh yeah somebody said yeah LVE gone dog he gone Yeah Unless, unless he's on really? a team friendly, you know, unless he's <laughs> we see I don't think he's going to do that because he's a good enough linebacker, even though we all say he's trash. He's young. He's 25 years old. He's still good athletic. A team will look at that and say, yeah, y'all, he might not play with y'all good, but he'll play with us good. And they'll throw some money out to him. So, yeah, Dallas, I, don't see, I think this is the last of LVE and all those guys except 
maybe uh, Schultz, depending on what they're going to do with Blake Jarwin. So um, one thing I'm pretty sure everybody want to know right now, how in the world do we beat the Raiders? Uh, well, well, Raiders are an average football team. They're five and five. So the answer to that question is it depends on what Dallas Cowboy team shows up. Are we going to have the ultra-motivated team, right, that played last week and just kicked the snot out of a below-average Atlanta Falcons team? Or are we going to have a team that doesn't quite answer the bell? So to me, it depends on what team shows up. Listen, Derek Carr is a pretty good quarterback, man. They got some pieces there. So you got to play him really, really even in terms of, hey, the coverages have to be there. They got a couple good pieces that can make plays. Um, they got a decent offensive line. I think that pressure is the word of the day with him. Pressure him. He's going to uh, uh, throw the ball away or either make bad decisions. I think offensively speaking, we got to be just determined to impose our will and actually play strong with the point of attack with the front that the Raiders have and also just mix up the play calling. If Keller Moore is sharp, he's mentally engaged in prep, and they stay on him like McCarthy said and make sure he doesn't abandon the run, we work best when our offense is set up off of play action. Dak actually works best and, is, and gets the most open receivers when we work off the play action pass. And if we do that in this game, we walk away with the dub. Now, now let me ask you this, though, the OC and everybody. And I know stats are for losers and, and rankings and all of that. Do you know which ranked defense Raiders are juxtaposed to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs ranked defense? Uh, they're 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 low on the totem pole, man. They're twelfth. They're twelfth ranked defense, and uh, Kansas City Chiefs were the eighteenth or nineteenth ranked defense, respectfully. Uh, we had problems against the, uh, the, the the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I'm not sitting here saying that hey, I, I'm nervous about the Raiders. By the way, but it's a, any given uh, day as it relates to football, and they they got playmakers on the defensive side of the coin, and anything can happen. They got a 12th ranked defense, by the way. Well, you know what, though, Law? I, I feel good me. if Tyron Smith is playing because I think the Kansas City Chiefs, and I, I said this, I was just looking at it, toward, especially toward the second half. Um, when you had Terrence Steele uh, really going to the left side, really a uh, young career over on the left side, getting a, not a lot of starts on that left side, and then you have Connor, Connor McGovern, it was his first start at left guard ever in the NFL because he played all right guard last year. This was his first start at left guard. The Chiefs saw that. They're not stupid. Oh, you got young Terrence Steele. You got a young Conor McGovern. You just took Terrence, I mean, Conor Williams out. Okay, let's attack it. So that's why they were moving uh, uh, Jones over there. They were moving Clark, and they were stunting at them because they weren't catching it every time, and that's what you do. You got to be smart. So I think it helps big time that Tyron Smith is there because I like to see a Tyron Smith play next to a Conor McGovern. I think that settled down Conor McGovern now because it's hard for uh, Conor McGovern to settle down where Terrence Steele ain't really settled down. You feel me? That's where the unsettling right. of the offensive line comes. So when you get a Tyron Smith back, I believe that settles down to McGovern. I see you uh, McGovern play better this game. Um, and and, and I, it's just like you said, Law, I think Crosby got like five sacks in, in Duku and Joku. He's got seven. Yeah. Uh, in the middle, Jefferson has three in the interior, and he's going to be, I believe, right over Connor McGovern as well. So that even though they don't have, um, you know, 
great players like as far as linebackers things. I think that front's pretty good, and so that's going to be a good con- thing for Dallas. But the biggest thing that I think Dallas needs to do when they see those losses is against the Broncos and against the Chiefs, the physicality. Remember, fellas, we talked about this weeks ago about the physicality of the offensive line. When teams get physical with Dallas up front, that's where the problem lies. And then that's when you can't run the ball. You can't do anything because those teams are pushing the offensive line around, and that can't happen. Dallas has to be physical, and they have to make that point every single game. And check out my guy Casey Haywood over there, man. Check out check out him uh, pass rating when allowed, you know, when you throw the ball his way. He don't got no interceptions, though, but check him out. Yeah, and yeah. – no, you no, you, no. You said Casey Howard. Uh, what about Nate Hobbs? Uh, to your point, uh, D. Law, and thanks for the correction on that. Nate Hobbs is not a bad cornerback as well, and they got another edge rusher. So here again, real quick before you go, Boss Cowboy, they got some guys that can cover. They got a solid secondary, and they got some guys that can rush the passer. What we've seen the last two out of three weeks is that's the recipe to beat the Cowboys. So it'll be interesting how we respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually think we go whoop the Raiders. I think we go have a happy Thanksgiving because I think it's gonna be another one of those rebound games for Dallas because all that happened is that our offense played bad. I don't think that's gonna happen twice. I just don't think that's gonna happen. You know, twice a year is good enough. I don't. I don't see us having a back to back bad offensive game and i think that's why we go run the raiders out of town i think this one we go win by two two touchdowns you know i think they going yeah i think they going from la to central and it's going to affect their clock i think it's a whole lot of reasons why i think we're getting ready to walk away with this one now one thing that's concerning is that they do commit to the run we do have to stop the run but if we stop the run and that defense played like they played against Kansas City, man, we're finna walk away with this Raiders. Our offense is All not right. gonna play bad twice. Oh no, man. Right. I ain't well, gonna... I... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, Aussie. No, go ahead, go ahead, big. You got it. I was just gonna say, man, you know, I'm listen, I I don't you know, I'm not mad at Dak or nothing like that, but I do think it's a little concerning with this play the last two or three weeks. Uh, two of the last three weeks. And I did make a post, I said, where, you know, um, I've been noticing he's just been inaccurate with the long ball. And I think that's where the defenses are challenging them, not just with our guys being out. They're challenging them, like, let's see if you can make these these throws one-on-one because that's what Vic Fangio had kind of led to that, all right, let's see if Dak Prescott can beat us. We ain't going to let the run game. We're going to see if he can. And I think when you said the Falcons tried to do that recipe, they didn't have the players to do it. And now you had a defense that was pretty stout in that middle, and I feel like Dak has to still complete those passes. I think he's like um, 34% right now with passes over 20 yards, uh, 20 yards plus. And some of those are money passes. Now, uh, I mean, we saw the first pass out there to Gallup. If he passed to him, he catches that. Could be a whole different ball game, right, fellas? I'm not putting mm-hmm. this on Dak or nothing like that. I love him. Well, he, he's still got to play better, and he's going to have to play better this game. Yeah, but yeah. to your point, man no shade on Dak at all the issue with Dak is that and this is what I've seen and this and this was a part of the, pe- the questions that people have had about Dak before he got the contract and you know Dak needs to invalidate this can Dak make the long passes in tight windows right 
So the elite of the elite can put the ball on quarterback, on, on the, excuse me, on the receiver in tight coverage in a small window. And so Dak hadn't been good on the touch passes and making those tight passes when the receiver is covered pretty well by the defender. He can throw it and hit you pretty much if you're open, but man, they're challenging Dak now because we're playing against some good corners on can Dak mm -hmm. Prescott make the tight coverage throws. And that's what Dak is going to have to do some in this game versus these cornerbacks and the safety they got over there, which is not a bad safety at all, too. Yeah, so this will be a game of the receivers. I I just hope that if, if we do start or decide to run the ball, that we stick to it and, and then we can play out the play actions. Uh, but this will be the game of the receivers, the stage, the bright lights will be on them boys. And hopefully Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson, they got some stickums on those gloves and they can catch the ball this time around. Uh, it's 50-50 whether or not C.D. Lamb will play from what I'm hearing. Uh, but it, it may seem as if though he he might not play this game, may not suit up. So it's going to be a game where the underdogs, as it relates to those wide receivers, just got to step up. Real quick, I just got a super chat, and I apologize. Uh, something Appreciate going it. on with the stream, and we can't feed in the comments right now. But I'm looking at the super chat, and somebody said, Dara still said with $5 super chat, if any one of you say Collins is a better right tackle than Steele, I can't follow you no more. <laughs> uh, well, I will take that and say you won't hear that from me because um, I've done major film analysis between the two. And this is what's going on. Jerry and Steven, if they decide to leave Lael at right tackle, they're betting on a resurgence of him to 2019 levels. But there's no film currently, as of yet, that's saying that any one of Collins' games was better than any one of Steele's games at right tackle. It's just not true. In pass pro, or against the run neither nor games no games as of yet lay Le has played that is not one at right tackle that's as good as any one of terrence Steele based on my film evaluation and i'm certain i'm right on that i'm certain to me they not even close but if you know collins continue to improve maybe he get there but as of yet not the case I mean, we, we, it, this is the point right here, the Cowboy Nation. Uh, I just want you guys to stop thinking about who's better. You know, uh, it, it, you don't go forever saying better this and better that. Hey, it's a front five. All of those guys got to be on the same page. We do know this of what Boss Cowboy is saying, and, and of course, the OC. Terrence still plays better at right tackle, juxtaposed to him playing at left. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we got to get that out of our mindset. And I think that also the Cowboys, they, they are rolling out this right here. Tyron Smith at left tackle, right? Connor McGovern, he's going to be the starting left guard. Tyler Biotta is going to be the center. And then they're going to have Zach Martin and Lyle Collins out there. So now you can paint all the type of pitches you want. But this, this, this game, Lyle Collins, you better show up. That's all I'm saying. You yeah, show he got to show up this game. He's going to get tested this game, too. Law, he will be tested. See, because we saw still tested with Bosa and Hunt, 
an old boy from New England. I can't remember his name ever, but he got this weird name. I can't remember his name. Uh, Judon. But, yeah, Judon. No, 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 we no, no, saw no, no, the no, tests. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my man yeah. still passed them tests with aces. Period. So we're getting ready to see a real test on my boy Collins. You know what, fellas? I seen one play. I think it was the sack where Chris Jones got the sack on him, and he went outside and dipped inside. It was like Leo Collins couldn't even move. Like, that's what the thing I looked at more than anything. Not him just getting beat. It was like he couldn't even turn. Yep. It was just like, you know, you just put your hands out and, the, and just – I can't turn. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I know exactly I, I, the play and, you're talking and, about. And, and I ain't hating. I just saw yep. it and I said, whoa. And I'm not jumping on no bandwagons or anything, mm -hmm. jumping on the crowd. I'm just nope. saying that one play stood out, of, out in my head yep. more than anything about him on any play was when he went past him. When he turned, it was like he couldn't move even if he tried. Yeah. And, and, I yeah, know exactly the play you're talking say. about. This is what I got to say, Cowboy Nation. I know we use PFF, right? Everybody look at it, but but we also evaluate with our own eyes. We look at the game. But if you pull up the score for PFF and you look at all of the offensive linemen's grade, you look at Lyle Collins, that joker got a 94, 94 something as it relates to his run blocking. He barely had 60 something with his pass pro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, everybody else, you know, is kind of like close between the run and pass. But it's amazing to me that at tackle, he's that high. He's on the edge. Put that big boy inside. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, let's go. Let, let's put Terrence Steele. Look, I get it. We all like Connor McGovern. I like him at the fullback situation. But let's stop playing around with our food and let's just put <laughs> – Terrence Steele at right tackle. Thank you. Martin at right guard. Ah! And Tyler Biotis at center. Mm -hmm. Lyle Collins at guard. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, Tyron Smith at, at, at left tackle. And let's ah! get it out of the way. Stop playing the political. Stop being scared. You call him Baby Nuts Jones, uh, Big Game James. Well, look, 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 look. Pull out the Big big Nuts and just go ahead and go with this thing. <laughs> And then you want to run this thing, you put Connor McGovern at run at fullback, you know? Power run that thing. Beat the hell out of some teams. Force you want to get physical? Let's get physical. You gotta see get Oh man, hold on. Let's go. Let's get physical. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Stop playing around with it. Would, would that be would, would that be the most physical offensive line for what we got on this team right Yes. Now? It would. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Law, man. And I want to wait for everybody to go until I win because, you know, I've been chastised profusely for my viewpoint on this, and that's okay. But listen, guys, I've been saying this for weeks, and here's the reality of it is, to Big's point and his excellent observation. Listen, it's not an issue with Lael Collin going forward. It's an issue with him going side to side and backwards. That's his issue because he got tight hips. His leg strength is not there. His knee bend is not there. So if you talk about bend from a defensive end perspective, you also have to talk about bend from an offensive tackle perspective because he has to also be able to bend and move while he bends to block quick and athletic pass rushes. If he can't bend, that's what he does. He tried to jump set Chris Jones on the play. I'm going to break down the play. I saw it five times. He tried to jump set Chris Jones. By taking a hard step inside, Chris Jones said, "No, sir, you're not quicker than me. I know you're slow. So quick, Jones. So Chris Jones 
bounced to the outside and accelerated up the field and got the sack on Dak Prescott while Leo, Lyle Collins stopped his feet, looked around like, what happened, bro? You weren't supposed to do that to me, man. I'll jump inside. You supposed to stay right here and let me block you real quick. Chris Jones said, no, sir, you ain't blocking me. I'm taking the C-gap, and I'm jumping outside, and I'm going upfield because I know you go look at me and stop moving your feet and act like you're confused. And that's what happened on that particular play. Now, I'm not trying to jump on, on Lyle Collins, man. I'm just saying what I see, all right? Both of them gave up sacks. Steele and, um, Steel and Collins gave up sacks. The difference is, is that you didn't see uh, uh, Steele get beat clean on one-on-one -on -one pass for besides the holding call that he got on the bull rush. But he didn't get beat clean for a second. He didn't give up that many pressures. You saw Collins from the right tackle position give up several pressures. Yep. And things that could have been sacks had not the ball came out quick. That's neither here nor there. The issue is this, is that Collins doesn't have the lateral movement. Collins doesn't have that natural knee bend that you need, to your point, Law, to be a really, really good pass rusher from the right tackle position. And it's no shade or hate on this game, but right now, physically, that's just where he is. Hold on real quick. I just got another super chat. Daryl Steele going off. He said, we ran the ball better with Steele at right tackle than Collins at right tackle. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, true, because we're starting to run the ball to the left side. Y'all notice that? Yes. We're starting to run the ball behind Steele more. Yep. We tried to power run it behind Collins, and we really wasn't getting many yards. We're actually starting to run the ball by percentage more to the left side where Steele is versus the right side. Just a friendly observation, no shade, just saying. Yeah, man, all of this stuff is good, Cowboy Nation, and I love the, the talk track of of offensive line and what we can do to make this team better but ultimately the coaching staff got to do that and 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 there's no shade at connor williams who who they benched or what have you and i'm not trying to elevate connor mcgovern say he saying he's the best thing since sliced bread and and it is what it is i got a super chat over here from cowboy sports report uh he says uh, uh law, law is real tough to see still in the second year play uh, he played great this season. He need more experience. He could possibly be the next Big E. And, and, and mm. as much as I, as much as I love, I, I love Terry Steele, <laughs> but 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 I can't I can't put that on that kid, man. Yeah, y'all just don't know who Big E was, man. Yeah, Big I know e. you probably. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was not nasty like him at all. Not close. <laughs> no, no, not not yet. Close. Not yet though. No, he Dub was like that since them Central State days. Yeah, now E Dub yeah. was a monster. Yeah. He was out there boxing balls. He said not yet, balls. but more experience. But but hey, <laughs> look look, we we not even yeah. gonna talk about Biggie. You know? Yeah, Biggie, that's a, that's a that's a whole nother level right there. But uh, because he's just now turning up, that's why we need to slow that. Because remember, when we had this show in the preseason, we was all saying, and I remember that show, we weren't saying this about Terrence Still, were we? No, uh, but he earned it though, Big. He the one changed the topic, he it, but he. He grew into it in a short period of time. Yeah. Just like you would say, OC says with um, Randy Gregory, we wouldn't pay no Randy Gregory money. He ain't been on the field. We ain't seen this. This is a small sample of some Terrence Steele still.
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But I'm going to tell you what, if you want, and you're not paying him because he's a free agent, right? He got another year to play really, really good before we even talk about a contract. And it's not going to be a top flight contract for him. It will be a middle of the road contract if you're looking ahead for Terrence Steele, which is why I like him so much because from a cap friendly perspective and what uh, Stephen Jones likes to do, he's going to be very, very cap friendly. You'll pay him some good money to retain the services, but he's a undrafted free agent. So you're not going to pay this kid top flight dollars. Now, I'm going to tell you how, he, how he's looking in his run game, guys. Uh, he's looking extremely nasty and Eric Williams-like in this run blocking element on how he finishes boys. Yes. Pain, boys yes. And how he, boy, he spears you with his head. I love it. He spears yes. you with his head. He knocks you down <laughs> on the ground. He's extremely nasty and aggressive in that run blocking, man. So y'all peep him on that. You go on there, you just you just you just gonna go there too, huh? Oh, the OC. Man, the film I'm, said I'm not going there. Oh, he ain't there yet, and I ain't telling okay. you that he's on yeah. ease level. But I'm saying he ha he's having some good, very nasty, um, hedonistic, uh, 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 uh devilish traits in how yes. he tries to hit boys. He That's has facts. some when he tries to finish boys in a run game. If you watch his run blocking tape, yeah. you. I'm talking yeah. about he's he got the best yeah. film on run blocking yeah, on, on the whole line that, yeah. yeah like bars is getting up dizzy after he finished in pancake he got the best pancakes this year hands down he's the best pancake offensive lineman this year even over zach martin yeah and mm -hmm. i'm saying what the film say yeah that where he's finishing guys way better i'm talking about taking men's Manhood, manhood away from him. Yeah, still. Yeah, we showed that film many times. But he, anyway. he just turned the Clark. He just turned the Clark Kent on the uh, left tackle side, though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he just no, stay he like did. a statue. Yeah, and see, I said, get him off that left he's side. He's also I, put look, at a major disadvantage. A lot of people. I'm don't banging on the that. table. I'm banging on the table for Tyden Sucky. <laughs> yeah. left tackle at this point. Come on, bring Tyden Sucky. Let me see the Patrick Ewing knees out there, man. Uh, before we see. Terrence still out there again at left tackle. And he right. could be uh, improving at left tackle. Now, that's just me jokingly saying, but he could be improving. But, man, it probably take him a whole year before he get right at that left tackle. Yeah, Look, I can see that. that long. I can see that. But, yeah, final words on the game. I'll say this. Going into the Raiders game, I'm honestly not at a panic right now. Um, I've, I've watched Dak be consistent so long. I'm not going to panic over two out of three games. I'm just not going to do that. I saw him really ball out way too much. I think everybody knows the stakes that's on the line. They all know that they're trying to fight for home field advantage at this point. They also know that respect is a major fa factor. The biggest thing is Dak has a lot of experience on this Thanksgiving game that other quarterbacks like Derek Carr is not going to have. He know how to prepare for a short week. He know how to put this behind him. I think some of the throws that we saw him miss, we go saw him connect on Thursday, and it's going to be like magic. Dak will come out there balling. I don't see two bad games for the receivers. I don't. I see the people that we got to be concerned about is, is the defense, and can they repeat what they have been these last three games? Because these last three games – They've been on it, except for Denver. But other than that, defense, can you maintain? Because right now, defense is at a playoff level. They are at a championship level because it's not 
a small thing to hold electric Kansas City to 19 points and come away with the ball three times. That's not a small thing. So my final words is no panic from me. I expect a rebound. I expect us to tough it out. And once we get through this week, we're going to start getting a bunch of returns from guys who've been waiting to see, like Tank, like Gallimore. Tristan Hill is hustling and looking like his former self. Even though Osa is having the, 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 the rookie slump, Tristan Hill is stepping in and he's playing a lot better. So I'm not tripping. I think we go run away with this game Thursday and we go win convincingly. My final words. So I'm going to go next on this one. And, hey, my final word is this, man. Get back to playing fundamentally physical football from the offensive line perspective. And, Kellen Moore, please put us in a situation where we use Tony Pollard and use his speed in multiple formations to run outside and put pressure and stop these fast, good defensive ends from the Kansas City, excuse me, from the Raiders, to rushing upfield and putting pressure on our quarterback, all right? So if we run the ball at these guys and we do some east-west uh, screens, uh, jets, things like that, we're going to keep these guys extremely honest. And listen, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to say what Michael Parsons continue to release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Let this boy do what he does best and get after the passer. Fun fact for you guys is this. Miles Garrett... T.J. Watt, Chase Young, their rookie seasons, they all had less sacks than Michael Parsons has right now. And Whoa. He got games left to play. All right? Those are household names. Let the man does what he do best. Defense, keep up the intensity. You know, hang in there, man. Just hang in there right now until we get some reinforcements back, and we should come out of here with a W. Okay. Nice. Two good ones. I'm going to follow back with just this. Offense, mm, help flag. the defense out. Mm. Offense, help the defense out. Mm. Uh, because your defense has been playing. It's not a It's not a heavy defense. Y'all feel me? It's not a heavy defense. It's an opportunistic defense. We know that. We see this. We was plus five going into this game. Look, they had turnovers in this game. That's what keeps Dallas in the game because they have the type of defense and the speed to create turnovers. And just like you said, release the Kraken. Keep that guy on the edge. Keep him getting after Derek Carr. Because one thing I know that I've heard from other players that when you get hit, when Carr start getting hit, he start getting flustered. So get after him. Um, let's get him flustered. But offense, you gotta stop dropping the ball, man. Noah Brown, catch it. Cedric, Cedric Wilson, y'all gotta catch it. And to me, Dak, you gotta play better. I ain't saying nothing about you. I love you, dog. You still being that MVP in my heart. But you still got to play better, especially in this game, because this is a game where it's needed for the offense to play better, and he's got to be the leader in that. And can we please get Malik Turner on the field more? I know we love Noah Brown, but dang, going, I want to see some Malik Turner on there, dog. I think he can turn up on the low. That's my final Facts. word. Man, yoga flame. Uh, yeah, that man, one of these. Fatality. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that was Big Cave James, boy. <laughs> you know how you did that? He did that dog on. Rip the heart out of it, you know. All all of the money, all of the money is on the offensive side, right? You know, and, and they supposed to do well when all of the money is there. And we don't have a lot of money on the defensive side. So what I want, since everybody like to do this versus, I want I want Mike McCarthy to outcoach Dan Quinn for a chance. You know, uh, let's play smart football. Use your timeouts wisely. Understand that, yeah, the running game can help this defense out, but 
utilize the running game. So maybe it's Mike McCarthy and Kelly Moore versus Dan Quinn. We need to have these guys step up. We need to have these guys play cautious, cautious with the football. Uh, think about this. The score, the score that the Kansas City Chiefs was able to get was a blindside sack on Dak Prescott that gave them a shorter field. That's disadvantage to Dan Quinn's defense, right? So we got to be smart with this situation. Cowboy Nation, we got to establish the run, set up the play action, let Dak Prescott eat. Yes, we don't have the weapons. We don't have nobody that I know that can take the top off the defense, right? So uh, utilize the weapons that you do got. You got Tony Pollard. You got uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Use those guys to their best strength. Don't fall back and say, hmm, we not getting the chunk plays and we continue to hit hit the chunk plays and try to do it and not and not get it. So let's let's stay focused, Cowboy Nation, Dak Prescott. I'm still rooting for you. You my dog. Although we didn't have the best game last game, but but you're going up against a guy that's hungry in, in Derek Carr, although he's been looking like a subpar, uh he's just been looking a shell of himself. You you guys gotta be ready to go up against this guy, this game. Cowboy Nation. Let's get it. I think we'll win still. Let's go. Let's go. The final word, we out. Peace.